Uh, Tyler Conklin's do- dealing with an elbow injury and a glute injury. Good God. My dude's yeah. butt hurts. Yeah. My, <laughs> he elbow himself in the ass? Is that what happened here? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Mike Valverde and Walker Kelly. Uh, got off to a little bit of a, a rough start there. Um, had to fix my hair in the Twitch stream because I was pulling it out. Um, uh, had some AV issues. So, uh, Walker, how's your day going? Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, just chilling. About to uh, um, talk about the beautiful game. The beautiful game. How can you not be in love? Was it? How can you not be romantic about football? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. When, when Aaron Rodgers was preparing to have uh, intercourse with a football. Yes. How can you not be romantic about the football? So, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm pretty nervous about my matchup in my home league this week. I'm three and zero. The guy I'm playing, who's in my division, is three and zero. So, um, we'll see what happens. Oh no, Mike might go to three and one in his home I, league. Poor guy. Yeah, that'll be poor just, guy. That would be very disappointing. I'm 0-3, and I have Gronk and A.J. Brown, and I just cut James White, and I had to pick up Derek Carr to stream for Ryan Tannehill this week because Julio Jones is out. So I will probably be 0-4 in that league. <laughs> you might so, never play Ryan Tannehill again with Derek Carr in your lineup. Nah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will, I will. So uh, today is the um, week four preview as well as a thursday night football review uh but before we get into that let's uh do some housekeeping first of all the website footballabsurdity.com uh you can find a ton of weekly articles mike had a dynasty rookies article go up i believe yesterday we have weekly absurdity checks which are just um articles about different topics that have popped up on the week evan does weekly um satire we've got the running back review with carl leslie we've got uh, that went up. Sit. I looked for it. They went up yesterday. We've got start sits. We've got sleepers. We got everything you need. We also have this podcast. Uh, if you're finding this on your podcast app of choice or the Twitch channel, if you are finding it on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/footballabsurdity, and everything's grinding to a halt trying to find Mike's article, so he will have to find it on its on his own because it did go up. Um, if you'd like to get the companion episode to this, it's every Tuesday, patreon.com slash football absurdity, three bucks a month, and you can get that episode. What we do is on Fridays, we ask questions for what we want to see uh, in that week's games that might be able to help us with fantasy stuff going forward. And then on Tuesday, we debrief the answers to those questions. We also do a little bit of extra stuff in there to help with uh, some start sit things and some um, general uh ideas for fantasy football so um let's start with last night's uh thursday night football game so it's 21 24 is a last second victory uh very literally last second victory uh for the um cincinnati Bengals. Uh, as uh mcpherson kicked it through the, evan mcpherson i believe kicked it through the uprights uh with barely any time remaining i think it was one second 
and they just let the clock run. So um, in this one, I think the big story of the game was DJ Chark breaking his leg, breaking his ankle. Um, so he will be out for a long time. I haven't seen an update as to how long. Um, but the questions that we had is, Mike, we'll start with you about the wide receivers, about how they performed in this matchup. You know, I want to see McPherson miss a field goal and lose the game. That way I can call him L. McPherson. There you go. Got him. Um, yeah, as far as the the big receivers, all of them had a great day. Even Tyler Boyd, uh, Auden Tate got in in the mix. Some guy I never even heard of before caught a caught a nice third down pass from from um, Joe Burrow. Uh, Marvin Jones, I don't even know, did he make the game? Did he even like show up? Because uh, I I did not I do not remember seeing him at all involved in this offense. Yeah, I mean he um, he was pretty much marginalized. They did a lot of short stuff. Um, the one large pass was to Lavisca Chenault. Um, deep and that was kind of a Trevor Lawrence just like rolling out and it was kind of play you're expected to throw expect him to throw it out of bounds and then he didn't he went deep to LaVisca Chenault with it so that was a very interesting um thing for for him to do Mike do you want to talk about LaVisca Chenault yeah he finally showed up uh, Marvin Jones kind of disappeared with his three for 24 on three targets but Chenault was incredible. A couple long passes, caught a 52-yarder, caught seven of six, uh, caught six of seven targets for almost 100 yards, 99, and did the Chenault thing. So it was good to see him finally involved in this offense uh, and showing his dynamic playability. But I don't, I can't trust it still right now. Um, It was against the Bengals and. You can make it many other reasons why LaVisca Chenault showed up on the stat sheet, but am I going to start Chenault next week? No. Yeah, it's weird. The Chenault thing, it feel, really feels like that 52-yard pass, which, you know, should have been a throwaway, but that was all Trevor Lawrence. That really buoyed his game, and it has a lot of uh, Chenault truthers pounding their chest, and I I wouldn't be pounding my chest so much if I was Chenault truther. Um as for my question, another guy that I wouldn't really be pounding my chest about, which is Joe Mixon. Uh, people were <laughs> excited because he uh, he had his big game last year against the Jaguars, and he didn't look very good in this one. 16 for 67. He ha- he looked good on, like, one drive, and it was the drive where he scored the touchdown. He did some bully ball on that one, but everything else, he was just kind of just there. Um, he had w- two targets. He caught one. He dropped one. A uh, couple discouraging things. One, Samaje Ryan was in on almost every single third down. And then two, Joe Mixon got hurt. Uh, ankle injury. He didn't get carted off or anything. He was just kind of limping around the sideline. So it might be the kind of thing where they got 10 days before they have to play again. And uh, they could just um, rest him and potentially play him. But, um, yeah, Joe Mixon, a lot of volume, just not very efficient with it. And he never is. I mean, he probably had, what, the best game so far this season and that he had a big game week one. Oh, that's right i forgot yeah. about that so yeah well the second best game of the season of two three weeks i guess or whatever yeah. but um 12 that's 12.7 points and if you look at last week 12.7 points but you had at an rb 25 yeah yeah we, we you know he touches the ball a lot like a lot, a lot, but he just doesn't do very much with it. And that's the problem with Joe Mixon. And then, you know, people talk about how he has um, 
RB1 up, you know, the number one RB upside, top five running back upside. And I just don't see it. Walker, I know you're on that tip with me as well. If you want to talk a little bit about uh, Joe Mixon, not only from last night, but overall. Yeah, I mean, he's basically being used. Uh, I saw um, Michelle from Ball Blast make this point. Um, he's basically being used as Damian Harris. Um, he gets a ton of carries. He doesn't get targeted really at all. He's not into pass protect, so he's not even getting dump offs. And he'll score touchdowns here or there, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's unplayable. And if he does, he's like an RB2. So, um, you know, based on the volume and how he's been used in the past, I don't think that I'll rank him as low as Harris, but, um, you know, he's steadily going to keep dropping down my rankings because he's just not being utilized in a way that's particularly conducive to scoring fantasy points. Yeah, and not only that, but um, Damian Harris, you at least think he'll get the goal line stuff. But for here, it's like there's so many good wide receivers for them to throw the ball to that it's like he might not necessarily be getting that goal line stuff. And I just wanted to give an update to yards per touch watch for Joe Mixon. He is up to 4.2. So congratulations to Joe Mixon. He is staying away from being one of the worst of the last 10 years, but he's very close. Um, Other stuff in this game... um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I mean, there are a lot of people who were talking about how, you know, he this could be his big breakout game. He kind of saved it with a rushing touchdown, but 204 yards, zero touchdowns, not very uh, encouraging from uh, Trevor Lawrence from a fantasy perspective. He did look pretty good, especially on that rollout play, but that rollout play was 25% of his passing yards, which isn't very good. I'm so, Yeah, 25%. Sorry, my brain broke for a sec there. Uh, Dan Arnold, I see a lot of people hyping Dan Arnold. I don't see why. DJ Chark hurt his ankle in like the first drive or the second drive. And uh, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, well, this could mean a lot more targets for Dan Arnold. It's like, no, probably not. Probably no. not. I actually think Dan Arnold is a waiver wire pickup. Really? Why don't you yeah. talk about that then since uh, that's a, a disagreement there? Well, I think that Meyer is very clearly trying to find a tight end he likes to feature in the offense. Um, I mean, James O'Shaughnessy had six targets in week one. Jacob Hollister got pulled off the street and had six targets. Um, and this one, they just ran the ball more, and they weren't playing from behind. So, And also, Dan Arnold has been uh, like in the building for four days. So I think that he's his role, especially with Chark out for a while, his role will steadily increase in the offense. I'm not saying that he's like a tight end one all of a sudden, um, but I'm just saying that you should like pay attention to him. Yeah, I mean, the, the nature of tight end, you have to pay attention to a guy. But I see a lot of people being like, oh, boy, let's go. Dan Arnold time. And that's what I want to um, push back against. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't think he's going to turn into, like, Noah Fant all of a sudden. But, yeah. you know, I think he's he's probably going to be just as good of an option as most of the guys that you're going to find in the waiver wire. So if you're streaming tight ends, then in good matchups, he's a good option. Okay. Uh, Mike, what do you think about uh, Dan Arnold this year? Yeah, I agree with Walker. He's been active in the passing game regardless of what team he's played on. And he's played on, uh, I think, at least three or four teams. So he's not someone that's always consistently showing up on the on the stat sheet, but does offer someone that will catch the ball, will do a couple things. And I mean, when we're looking at the blob and it's just like whatever, but yeah, Dan Arnold is not 
He's not someone who's going to disappear for, you know, eight weeks. He's not going to be like CJ Uzuma, who, you know, had a terrific game, but you won't hear from him for seven weeks. Dan Arnold will probably catch at least one or two passes per per week. So it's one of those things where, as Walker said, you know, if you're looking at matchups and those kind of things, then he's not a bad option for you. Okay. Sounds good. So he's he's a blob guy, but not necessarily a guy that we're uh, getting super excited about. So Exactly. Okay, so on the other side, uh, no T. Higgins in this one. Tyler Boyd was the big beneficiary of that. Jamar Chase did pretty well, 6 for 9, 77. Um, Auden Tate should have had a touchdown, not Joe Mixon. I don't know if you guys saw the picture where Auden Tate's yeah. just standing. Nobody within 20 feet of him just standing all by himself on <laughs> yeah. the goal line. Yeah, nobody noticed. Yeah, nobody noticed. Except so. for on Tate, who's like, hey, <laughs> hey, throw me I'm, the ball. I'm wide open. Literally, just throw it anywhere over here, and I will catch it, because I'm the only guy. But um, that's pretty much it. Uh, with T. Higgins out, I was curious to see if how they move the ball around among the wide receivers. Uh, there was a lot of, like, Auden Tate, like, proponents this offseason, but... No T Higgins in one target and CJ Uzoma got a lot of the, the love instead. So probably not a lot of upside there for Tate. If this Higgins thing seems to be something that'll keep him out long-term. Um, so if Mixon misses time, do we worry or care about Samaj P Ryan? No. Um, I mean, he'll be a guy that should be rostered if Mixon misses time. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be great or anything, but, you know, he'll probably be, like, very slightly less effective than Nixon, so he'll be, like, a flex. Okay. Mike, what do you think? I think they'll do what they did last year and go to a variety of running backs and have a have a committee. Uh, if anybody out of this, maybe Evans, um, who's a third down back, mm-hmm. might be someone that is Yeah, but P. Ryan's been... Not not that P Ryan's good at it, but he's being used as it right now. So, you know, I, I I agree that Evans would definitely get some work, but I don't think that it'd be an I, I think it would be more of like the Hubbard Freeman situation than a true like fifty fifty split. I can see a Hubbard Freeman situation for sure with P Ryan being the the um, Freeman and um, Hubbard being the Evans situation. Oh, I think it'd be the other way around. I think P. Ryan will get more touches. No, because Evans is, is more of a is a better receiver than P. Ryan is. So that's what, why I'm thinking Hubbard and, and Freeman, if you want to use that example. Freeman is not very good at catching the ball, and Hubbard is. Okay. Yeah, was, wait a second. Didn't, wasn't Chris Evans the guy that kind of just, like, barely touched the ball last year for whatever reason? No, he's a rookie. No, I meant at Michigan. Well, it, oh, it, was, yeah. it was a weird situation. He he had a fantastic freshman season, mm-hmm. and then his sophomore season, he I think he got hurt, and then he came in a junior season, and Michigan had pretty much a full loaded backfield, and then his senior season, he didn't he didn't play much at all. Okay, yeah, so um, that's weird, yeah. But his um, pretty, it looks like he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, just didn't get used a lot last year. Yeah, that was the one thing that stuck out in my mind when I was looking at Chris Evans during the off season. Was I was like, this guy didn't even touch the ball in college last year. I'm, I was very confused. So, um, so yeah, Jacksonville is now uh, 0 and 4. Cincinnati is now 3 and 1. 
um, which is kind of surprising. That's a pretty good turnaround from the first overall pick, but we'll see how that goes. It's a long season. So let's move on to the main event, the week four preview. Um, we got 14 game, 15 games to talk about. So let's start with Washington and Atlanta. Washington is one and two, as are the Atlanta Falcons. It's a 47 and a half point over under. Washington, one and a half point favorites. Uh, some injuries in this one. Uh, Russell Gage has been declared out for this week. Uh, he didn't practice all week, so that's not too surprising. And then for Washington, uh, Antonio Gibson is questionable. Uh, Curtis Samuel will be active in week four, so that's a good thing. Uh, if he's on your waiver wire, you can go do a speculative pickup. He missed the first three games with a groin injury. Uh, question I got today. I'll ask you guys. Jalen Waddle or Curtis Samuel, who would you rather have on your w- roster? Waddle. Uh, yeah, Waddle. Okay, perfect. That's what I said. I said uh, a lot because they were getting blown out and uh, 24 pass attempts. Um, so I don't think that the passing game for Washington will be a lot. But, I mean, Curtis Samuel is worth a speculative ad. He's a, he's a good football player. It all just depends on who the worst guy on your team is. So let's get into the question for this game. And, Walker, you want to know if Terry McLaurin is going to be a top 12 uh, wide receiver this week. Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's right on the edge. Um, I currently have him ranked 13th, but he's a guy I could definitely see finishing top 12. Um, Atlanta doesn't really have a guy that can match up one-on-one with McLaurin, and he's shown that regardless of quarterback, if he is toasting his guy in a one-on-one matchup, they're going to feed him the ball. And uh, with Samuel coming back, if he's a uh, if he's available, um, that'll at least shift a little bit of the kind of bracketed coverage away from McLaurin. So um, the more options across from him, the better for him so he can get more one-on-one opportunities because there's not many guys who can cover him at all one-on-one. I just I expect him to get quite a few targets. I expect him to catch a lot of, a lot of balls and, and probably have at least one or two pretty big plays. Okay. Yeah. And Atlanta's 22nd against the pass, 22nd worst uh, against the pass. They are allowing uh, 26 uh, and a half points per game to wide receivers, fantasy points. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a big number for them to dive into. So, a um, couple questions for you guys in this one: um, Terry McLaurin or Calvin Ridley? Ridley. Man, I mean, I want to say Ridley. I think that that would be my call in week one, but Ridley hasn't done anything, and until he does, I'm just like, I have to lean more towards McLaurin at this time. Okay, so... Um, can, got, can my answer be both? Because I think they're both going to have really good games. Yeah, I mean, your answer can be both, uh, but it's a decision that people might uh, be making if they have, like, uh, McLaurin, Calvin, and, like... Um, Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup or right. and, and they don't have a, a flex spot or what have you and two wide receivers. So um, just, this should be the week for for uh, Calvin Ridley because Washington is even worse than uh, Atlanta. Aren't they last or are they last against quarterbacks? They're they're 29th against wide receivers. And as mm. far as quarterbacks go, they are last. Yeah. Correct. I saw that and went and and did the like kind of my head shot back because I knew they were bad. I didn't know they were that bad. So, um, Cordero Patterson or JD McKissick? Patterson. 
That's a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Patterson. I agree with Walker. McKissick. It seems like he's very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Two of the three weeks, he hasn't got those receptions, and I really thought that that Heineke dump off situation was gonna really be something consistent, and it was in week two. Not so much in week three. With Patterson, it has been consistent with with Matt Ryan, so I'll, I'll go with Patterson. Okay. Kyle Pitts has been kind of a disappointment this year, given how people drafted him. Um, he only had three targets last week, but was in on 84% of snaps. Uh, are we still rolling Kyle Pitts back out there if we have him? Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you drafted Kyle Pitts, you got to play him. There's no way you have a better option unless you went tight ends, like tried to like corner the market really early or something. But um, yeah. Yeah, most likely you don't have a better option than Kyle Pitts. He's still a he's a top seven, top eight play every single week, even though he hasn't produced a whole lot because he plays more than most tight ends. He gets more opportunities than most tight ends, and it's a pretty good matchup. So, um, yeah, I, you got to roll Kyle Pitts out there again. All right, Mike, what do you think? And then I'm going to ask you guys: Pitts or Logan Thomas? Pitts. Um, Kyle. Kyle Pitts right now is um, tight in 16 on the season, mm-hmm. but everything that Walker is saying is correct. Um, volume, those kind of things. And you probably, if you drafted Kyle Pitts, you probably didn't draft the tight end until way later in the draft. So unless you like have um, Dalton Schultz or something, you know what I mean? Um, then, or you probably drafted Dalton Schultz is what I meant. Yeah. But you, yeah, you're going to play Kyle Pitts regardless if he's tight end 16, 23, or 33. Uh, as far as the Logan Thomas situation, as long as Taylor Heineke is that quarterback, I'm I'm a happy Logan Thomas owner because Taylor Heineke is going to target Thomas and is you know he's caught touchdown. I think he caught both touchdowns from from um, Heineke if I'm not mistaken, but. Yeah. He really got targeted quite a bit last week, so I'm rolling with Logan Thomas this week over Pitts. Yeah, both of his touchdowns would have been Heineke because uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick did almost nothing and then broke his hip or dislocated his hip. So, um, yeah, you kind of just have to keep rolling with uh, with Kyle Pitts if you have him. Um, but I, you, you mentioned Taylor Heineke. Walker mentioned on the Wednesday show he's a pretty good stream this week. I just want to reiterate that. Uh, 274 and two through the air in his two starts um, this year. He does have three interceptions in those two games, but uh, that's kind of offset by his uh, 27 rushing yards. So uh, if you're in a bind, there are worse people to start than Taylor Heineke. And I kick myself every day that I did not listen to Kevin um when he was on the season this uh off season talking about beer sheets and we were talking about scott fishbowl he said just go get taylor heineke he's gonna be free right now he has a good chance to start and he was pretty good in the playoffs so kicking myself every single day i didn't do that so let's go ahead let's move on to the next game houston at buffalo houston one and two buffalo two and one 47 point over under buffalo 16 and a half point favorites I can't remember an over-under under 50 with a spread that wide. That is huge. That's like, hey, there's not going to be a lot of points scored by Houston in this one, just FYI. Um, injuries in this one. So for the Texans, uh, Damia, Danny Amendola is out. Um, that's pretty much the only thing listed. And then for the Bills, I see no injuries listed um, that are affecting any skill position players that we worry about. So in this one... Um, We've got two young upstart up-and-coming quarterbacks 
And Mike wants to know how good Davis Mills might be. That was a joke. Josh Allen is much better, <laughs> is much better than Davis Mills. Uh, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, it's I'm intrigued by Davis Mills uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I thought he looked pretty good last week on Thursday Night Football. And then he he has looked better than most of the rookies thus far as well. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that was just one, one game and one start. And... Uh, the second reason is because I own many shares of Davis Mills, so I'm very much invested. In <laughs> so Mike's like, "Come on, yeah, come on, hurry, come on, roll the dice and make, you know." Um, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's it's gonna. I'm wondering if he's gonna be Mac Jones consistent, uh, or if he's going to be so like a Justin Field who pretty much fell on his face. So. Hopefully he looks more Mac Jones consistent with someone who can be mobile and take off in the pocket uh, from the pocket if necessary uh, kind of guy. I believe that the, um, in the document, the question is, uh, is Davis Mills the best rookie quarterback? <laughs> the yeah. The answer is no. Uh, yeah, I actually actually wrote that out in the beginning and then I changed it. Um, oh, how good is Davis Mills? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. but you are right. That That's yeah. how I... That's how I wrote it out originally, and then I'm like, eh, yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence uh, is definitely better. Trevor, yeah, for sure. I, I'll, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is absolutely the best quarterback out of this rookie class. I mean, you can just see the throws that he makes are special throws. He mm-hmm. he makes a lot of mistakes right now. He's got a lot to learn. He's adjusting his mindset a lot, but he's going to be really good. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I keep talking about it, but just watch that play to LaVisca Chenault. That's a play that 28 quarterbacks throw away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Stafford are the only guys who can consistently make that throw. Yeah, that's kind of and what Lawrence I was did it easily. Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, he made it look easy, too, because I... Because, yeah. like, Josh Allen like, can do that, but, like, he makes it look very difficult. Yeah, he kind of heaves it, um, whereas, yeah, Lawrence was just kind of like... I, I honestly thought that that pass was going out of bounds, and I was like, what the... F-? Okay, sure, why not, LaVisca Chenault? So, um... There's a uh, Brandon Cooks. He's a top 12 uh, wide receiver for you this week, Walker. Um, but you have a couple guys in this game, um, Cole Beasley and um, Emmanuel Sanders, who you have in your top 36. So I was wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about those guys um, in this game, just to kind of help people with them, because those aren't guys that are going to be in the top 36 every week. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's going to roll in this game, I would expect. And, uh, I just I don't think that Houston's got the ability to cover those players one on one. I don't think that they've got the ability to adjust to Brian Dable's play calls. I just I, I like um I like the receiver, the main receiver core for for Buffalo this week. I think they're all startable. If you've got them, you can fire them up. Sweet, sounds good. Um. So we're starting Josh Allen. We're not starting Davis Mills. Uh, Dawson Knox, just an interesting thing uh, that I noted this week. Um, the Texans are fourth in fancy points allowed to opposing tight ends, and they've played James Astronacy, Chris Manhurts, Tommy Tremble, um, and the other names escaping me. Just a lot of just, like, guys that aren't anybody. And so if um, Dawson Knox is what we think he's – been so far this year he's a good uh uh streaming play for you this week uh maybe if you have a rob gronkowski you need to look somewhere else but uh i wouldn't recommend that i have there's an easy recommendation for the gronk thing so 
Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. This is going to be Detroit uh, against Walker. Did you change Detroit? No, you you had it that way the whole time, and I just <laughs> didn't say anything about it. I had Detroit as three and zero in the dock. Uh, they're zero, right? Let's go, baby. Yeah, versus Chicago, <laughs> one and two, forty-two point over under Chicago, uh, three point favorites in this one. Um, uh, TJ Hawkinson said he's gonna go into every week thinking that he's gonna get doubled and he's gonna make the best of that. But Walker, your question is, uh, does he bounce back from that two for ten performance last week? Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Um, I would expect them to, in film study, refocus on getting Hawkinson the ball more. Um, it's definitely not going to be their ideal plan to have Khalif Raymond getting 10 targets. But that's not something that they want. They want Hawkinson getting those targets. They want Swift getting those targets in the open field. Um that's going to be what it is for the most part. Um, very rarely is Hawkinson going to be taken out of the game the way he was last week. Baltimore is a talented defense. They're well coached. And Goff, um, he got scared. I mean, there's no really no other way to put it. He was under pressure in the first half, got into dump-off mode, and just never came out of it, despite the fact that the pressure control for the offensive line was way better. The rest of the game, he just kept dumping off, wouldn't throw the ball even in the intermediate levels, and uh, that's where Hawkinson makes his money. He gets open there. So um, I would expect that to change. I'd expect that to be a big focus in uh, in film this week and in practice, and they're going to be attacking Chicago in the intermediate range, and I, I think Hawkinson bounces back in a big way. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I, I went into Walker's thing because that was part of the news, but uh, DeAndre Swift has a groin injury. He was limited in Thursday practice, but it doesn't look like anybody is worried about this. And Dan Campbell earlier this week said you're going to see a lot more DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, I mean, Swift, Swift's, had, Swift's had a groin injury, scare quotes, yeah. for the whole season. And he's been doing, like, limited, limited, full in practice and playing a full allotment of snaps on Sunday. So, yeah, that's working out pretty well for you, I'd say. That's working out pretty well for the Lions. Uh, for the Bears, nobody knows who their quarterback's going to be this weekend. I don't even think Matt Nagy knows. Um, Bill Lazor is going to take over play calling. Um, it's it's going to be a mess for Chicago, I think. Um, but I have a question for you guys. For the, Back to the Lions side, can you get away with and do well and win starting both Lions running backs in your two running back slots? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the other guy being Jamal Williams. So uh, yeah, Swift, Swift's an RB1 every week, and Williams, you know, is – a high-end flex play or a low-end RB2. So, yeah, I mean, as long as the rest of your roster is um, is fairly strong, then you'll have no issues with that. Right okay. now, Jamal Williams is an RB12 on the season. Right. Yeah, so they're both, they're both like that. So um, just something to keep in mind there. So uh, I mentioned that the uh, Bears offense would be a mess. So... I'll ask you guys a question. Jamal Williams or David Montgomery this week? Uh, I don't care. Whatever you're feeling, honestly. I mean, those are same. <laughs> those, guys are, those guys are the same tier to me. I mean, I have Montgomery ranked higher because he'll get pretty much all the touches. But, um, yeah, I, I don't. 
I think that's whatever you're feeling. If you if you like Williams better, then go for it. I got no issue with that. Mike, what do you think? I, th- I think this is the game that David Montgomery should feast on. Uh, the Lions are horrible against the run, and the, with Montgomery being pretty much the only running back there, and who who do you have at quarterback? Uh, so it's like he better run, or they're going to be in real big trouble. And with that said, I, I I'll lean towards Montgomery. Yeah. So who do we think starts this weekend? The Bears. Uh, I still think it's going to be Fields. I, I think they're, um, Fields has avoided an injury designation for his hand. Um, I think Nagy's just holding out hope that Dalton can play so he doesn't have to play Fields because he apparently hates Justin Fields more than life itself. Um, but I just don't think Dalton's going to be ready, and so I think they're going to end up going with Fields again. Mike, what do you think? I, I don't think I don't want to get an argument, but I don't think Nagy hates Fields. I just don't think Fields is capable. Um and but uh I think if it's Dalton's healthy, it'll be Dalton. If it's if Dalton is not healthy, then it'll be Fields. Okay. Sounds good to me. So the real answer is who knows? Pretty who much who freaking knows. But we know that it probably shouldn't be uh Nick Foles. Neither one you're going to be starting anyway. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. Don't play them. Mm-hmm. We might even see a little of this, a little of that too, which would be extremely annoying. Um, you know, kind of like how the 49ers have been using Trey Lance, which is like, hey, let's bring him in because our starting quarterback is limited, but um, you know, this rookie can do this one thing that uh, that can help us out. So that might be extra annoying as well. So. Uh, let's move on to Carolina surprise three and O is at Dallas two and one 50 and a half point over under Dallas are four point favorites in this one. Um, I'm sorry, four and a half point favorites. And Walker, you wanted to know if Dak Prescott was going to be top 12 and I'm going to pull up the news. I accidentally pulled it, pulled it up for the next game. So I just need one second there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like Prescott as a player, obviously, but He's not really running this season, at least not yet. Um, Carolina has a pretty good defense that doesn't give up a lot down the field. Um, They play smart. They're well coached. So I would expect this to be a kind of a plotting game for the Dallas offense. Not that they won't get down the field and score points. It'll just be slow and there won't be a lot of like big yardage totals. There won't be a lot of like huge breakout games. Like everybody just kind of does fine. And so, I mean, I have Prescott ranked QB 13. If I had to guess, does he finish top 12? Um, I would guess no. Wow. Mike, do you have him top 12? Okay. I agree. The Panthers' defense is very good. Uh, They're right now, they're, what are they, Um, third best against the quarterbacks. They only allow 16 points per game. And 16 yeah. points per game is not going to put you in the top 12. Yeah, I mean, I, to to be fair, they haven't played really anyone at quarterback yet. I mean, it's been Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston, and Davis Mills. So that's not a exactly point. a murderer's row there. But, that's um, a good point. Yeah. But when you watch the games, they do look good on defense. So um, while I would expect Dallas to have more success than those three teams had, and I'm picking Dallas to win the game, I think that uh, – I think Carolina will hold will hold them at least. 
Oh, yeah. we forgot to pick our, yeah. our game winners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that next week. We're going to start right. picking game winners, uh, and Mike was going to track it. Uh, completely forgot about that. I mean, we can we can still do it. It's like we can just say who we think is going to win the games that we went over already. All right. So, Mi- Mike, you ready to take those notes? Uh, yeah. Just one second. Let me get a pen. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Well, you're not the only one. Yeah, Mike. Well, Jeff, I keep track of it. Jeff, you need to you need to redeem yourself because you're doing so bad in my pick'em pool. Oh, I'm gonna pick the same games there that I pick here, so I'm gonna be uh, bad two places. Yeah, now it's gonna be broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just go opposite, so I'll be right. I'll always be right about every game somewhere. All right, I'm know. ready when you guys are. All right, All right, Washington and Atlanta. I'm taking Washington. Go ahead, Walker. I am also taking Washington. Me as well. Okay. All right. Houston, Buffalo. Clean sweep. Houston? Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> Not Buffalo. Uh, Detroit, Chicago. I'm going with the Lions, baby. Me too. <laughs> I think the Lions have a chance to win this one because Chicago is such a mess. Uh, yeah, I'm going Chicago on this one. All right. Then Carolina and Dallas. Dallas. And then Jeff. Oh, man. Um, screw it, baby. Carolina Panthers, 4 and 0. Oh. Keep pounding. Carolina as well. Keep pounding. That's right. Hashtag keep pounding. Uh, very not awkward hashtag to use for your team. Um, so for injuries in this game, uh, Tony Pollard mispracticed this week, but it was a personal matter. He's back. He's not actually injured. Um, for the Panthers... Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been ruled out. They keep saying they're not going to put him on IR, but I assume this is the same strength and conditioning staff that did this last year. That were like, yeah, he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. And then he didn't come back soon. Um, So my question for you guys in this would be Chuba Hubbard or Ezekiel Elliott? Elliott. Yeah, Elliot looked really good. Yeah. He looked like kind of his former self last week. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely ride uh, to, uh, Elliot. Plus, I think that workload's gonna be divvied up anyways. Yeah, I like, I like um. So, a point I made last night when I was watching the Thursday night game with my dad is, um, when you watched Mixon, he has lost some of the lateral agility that he used to have but he still runs like he has it, like he hasn't realized that he's not quite as shifty as he used to be. Um, And I compared that with Zeke, who I'll give credit, he understands that he's not as agile as he used to be. So he's changed his running style. He doesn't stretch it out to the outside anymore. He makes one cut, and he gets his butt upfield. And he's as dumb of a guy as he seems like. He's been a smart football player. He, he understands what he's best at and is playing toward those strengths. Now, does that mean he's better than Tony Pollard? Not necessarily, but that means that he can still be a fringe RB1 despite the fact that he doesn't have the role he used to be he used to have and doesn't have the talent he used to have. So it, it, Yeah, it also means he belongs on a football field, which, you know, at this position where running backs fall in and out of favor seemingly at random – Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a guy that you know is going to be on the football field because he acknowledges his limitations and works around them. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you want. You don't want 
um, you know, Le'Veon Bell just bashing into the line of scrimmage every time because he can't acknowledge what's going on. You want like Frank Gore, who changed his game two or three times throughout the course of his career to adjust for his changes in athleticism. So that's a very good observation, Walker. Thank you. Yeah. So um, Tony Pollard or Chuba Hubbard? Hubbard. Yeah, if if Ezekiel Elliott is do, having a good game, then we're going to see a lot less of Tony Pollard. So I'm going to go Hubbard. Okay. Uh, why Matt, don't you... Matt Rule did say that um, Hubbard is going to be the clear starter and Freeman's going to work as the backup. So Nobody tell Kev. <laughs> um, can you guys rank the top three wide receivers in this game? DJ Moore, CD Lamb, and Amari Cooper. Um, hold on a second. I can, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like I did. <laughs> I just gotta get yeah. I just gotta get back to it. Mike, why don't you why don't you rank those three for this game while Walker pulls that up? DJ Moore, CD Lamb, and who was the other? Amari uh, Cooper. Amari Cooper. Uh, I'm going to go um, Amari Cooper, DJ uh, Moore, and C.D. Lamb. Wow, C.D. Lamb last, huh? Yeah, and it pains me to say because he's in my home league. So I'll I'll go with uh I'll go with DJ Moore one, C.D. Lamb two, big tier break Amari Cooper three. I hope you're right. Yeah, I would I would put Amari Cooper a clear three in this one. I would put CD over DJ Moore just because uh, touchdown upside. So Robbie the, Anderson. Oh, the reason why I put Amari Cooper first is because I think that they've sort of shied away from him in the last two games mm-hmm. and been really working CD Lamb and Amari Cooper two games in a row. Third game, you, you're probably going to see him um, do what he always does, you know. Squishy wheel game. Yep, exactly. Um, Robbie Anderson, uh, I see this kind of as a make or break game for him being on your roster. The Cowboys, despite their, you know, they, they've been better on defense than they have been. They still allow the most 20 plus yard passing plays in the league. Um, and they are third in 40 plus yard passing plays. So you can go deep on the Cowboys, which is ideally Robbie Anderson's game and his role in this offense. So uh, do you guys see this as a make-or-break game for uh, Robbie Anderson? Um, uh, no. No? I, I, I don't. I, I, if Robbie Anderson has another bad week, I still don't think it's drop time yet. Um, I, But it's close. I mean, if he has a bad game this week and then the next time he has a good matchup for his skill set has another bad game, then it's time for him to see you later. Then it's drop a clock. That's right. All right, Mike, what do you think? I, I think it all depends on what is out there on the waiver wire for you. I mean, if, if there's clearly better players than Robbie Anderson, then I think you go for it. If there's just like, uh, yeah, that kind of guy and that kind of guy and Robbie Anderson clearly has more talent than keep Robbie Anderson. So I I, I I don't see Robbie Anderson just being a goose egg for like the whole season. I, I, that to me just doesn't make much sense as much as Robbie Anderson is talent wise uh, coincides. So I, I would definitely not drop Robbie Anderson 
if we're going into week six, seven, then yeah. But right now, that's not even a, a factor in my head right now. I'm not playing them, but uh, I'm not dropping them either. Okay, sounds good. Uh, last year, just to keep in mind, when Christian McCaffrey got hurt before, that's when the wide receivers started to take off. Um, but, Mike, you mentioned um, wide receivers better than uh, Robbie Anderson. I'm going to list the three main guys in Waleed's waiver wire column this week. I just want to know who you prefer, Robbie Anderson or Hunter Renfro. I still think uh, Robbie Anderson. Over okay. Renfro. Uh, Robbie Anderson or Christian Kirk? I'd probably, oh, man, it's, I'd go Kirk. Okay. Robbie Anderson or Tim Patrick? Oh, I love Tim Patrick. Timmy um, P. Yeah, I'm gonna go Patrick. I, there's too much okay. love for Timmy Patrick to to pass up. They're both the same kind of player too, but um, yeah, I my love for Patrick is too much. Okay, Mike, cover your ears. The Colts are 0 and three, and the uh, Dolphins are one and two. 42 and a half point over under. Miami two point favorites. Injuries in this one. Uh, Jack Doyle. Has a back injury, got in limited practice on Fridays, trending towards not playing. That means uh, we're going to have Mo Alley Cox this weekend. Uh, the Colts also have Jonathan Taylor as questionable with a knee injury, but he is expected to practice. I'm sorry, he's expected to play after practicing all week. Uh, Quentin Nelson is out with an ankle injury, and Carson Wentz is questionable. And that man, even if he plays, is not looking too hot on those ankles. Uh, for Miami, Will Fuller. Uh, shocker, he's already hurt with two injuries, his chest and his elbow. Uh, one play, too. His on only target play. of the game. <laughs> yeah, and in OT, we we were going to the 49ers game last week, and as we walk up, we're like, oh, man, you know, it was overtime, Raiders, Dolphins, let's stop and watch this. Is like, oh, Will Fuller got hurt on the one play we saw in that game. <laughs> um, so Fuller is uh, not a good play, I don't think, just because Jacoby Brissett is dumping everything down, even if he does play. Um, so I, I would get away from Will Fuller, and that's the only guy listed for Miami on the injury report, other than Tua, obviously, with the ribs uh, not playing. So, Mike, you're hoping that Mr. One Ankle himself, Jonathan Taylor, is a top 15 running back this week. Yeah, it's going to be hard because Quentin Nelson is out, uh, but the Dolphins are lousy against the run. 31st easiest to score against on the ground, giving up almost 28 points per game to running backs. Woo! Gauza, Gaskin or Hines this week? Uh, yes. I mean, I think you can play both of them as flex guys. Mike, I'd go with I'd go with Gaskin, but like Gaskin? you can play both. Okay. I'm gonna go Gaskin as well. Gaskin. I think Naheem Hines is pretty solid, but Gaskin is pretty much the running back there, so I wouldn't. I would assume he would be more involved than Naheem Hines. Yeah, and I think it's like what you said with J.D. McKissick, too, where he disappeared in week two. So yep. that's that's in his uh, range of outcomes. Um, uh, Michael Pittman or Jalen Waddle? Waddle. 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 Okay, pretty, pretty waddle, easy. Waddle, waddle, waddle. And he waddled away. Waddle, waddle. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, I do think Jonathan Taylor is a top 15 running back this week definitely i think this is going to be a big game for taylor big game for jt yeah we kind of we kind of uh or i guess i did kind of rolled over that i i tend to agree i his big game is coming and this could definitely be it it's not like he's he's, get, he's getting a lot of touches he's yeah. looked he's looked fine 
not having Nelson in there consistently is hurt, but he's also played a lot of good defenses in a lot of negative game scripts. Um, yeah, I, I think this one will be close the whole way. I don't think they'll have to abandon the run, and Miami isn't a team that can stop him. Okay. Uh, Mike Gesicki, are we playing him this week after his massive uh, t- uh, target volume last week? Yes. Yes. I agree. I, yeah, uh, I'd I, I put that in a second if I own Gesicki. Boom, done. All right, not even thinking twice about it. So who's winning this one, Walker? Mike's boys. Yeah. I tend to agree. Yeah. Uh, even even though it's a, uh, Walker, your favorite narrative, a, a revenge game for Jacoby Brissett. Nah, yeah, no, I think Brissett will be fine, but uh, I I like the Colts to, to squeak this one out. Yeah, and it's like the Colts, like I was mentioning last week, that it's not like they've been playing that poorly. They're just, everything just seems kind of constipated and they can kind of break through. Uh, you know, um, a 50-yard Jonathan Taylor run could be the difference between a win or a loss and they could get that they, this week. They got all that They got all that toxic poop in there from like the Umzu guy says. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to get the Miami, they're going to get the South Beach diet and that's, that's going right. to turn us about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Next game up, let's go Cleveland and Minnesota. I gotta write these down, my my uh, so Mike doesn't cheat me, uh, my wins. Uh, Cleveland and Minnesota, fifty one and a half point over under. Cleveland two point favorites. Injuries in this one. Uh, don't see any here for Cleveland that particularly matter for Other the Vikings. Landry, of course. Oh well, he's already on IR. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't matter. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, ankle. Has gotten in limited practice this week. He is questionable to play. This is where we remind you that um, 90 minutes before kickoff, this is a 10 a.m. Pacific game, they will release the injury reports. And if he's not active, go ahead, slide in Alexander Madison. If he is active, they're not going to play Madison at all. So keep that in mind. Uh, Tyler Conklin's dealing with an elbow injury and a glute injury. Good God. My dude's butt hurts. Yeah. (laughs) The elbow himself in the ass. Is that what happened here? He's yeah, going to play. But, he's going to play, though. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, yeah. He, re- he was removed from the injury report uh, today after getting in a full practice. So fire up the boy from Central Michigan with yeah. the hurt butt, Tyler Conklin. Yeah, even though if he falls backwards, he's in trouble because he can't land on his butt or his elbow. Doing all somersaults. <laughs> all right. So in this one, uh, Mike wants to know if Adam Thielen will continue his success. So. Um, he's been a good, uh, good uh, touchdown guy this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good. Uh, f- four touchdowns. It's tied for second in the NFL, and but he hasn't really caught a lot of yards. Um, 181 yards, which is pretty pretty low for his. But 26 targets, 21 catches. Pretty low for his butt. Sorry. Pretty low for his <laughs> butt. Um, and overall, he's but he's a wide receiver five. He's caught a touchdown in every single game. That's going to be hard to continue. But, but, um, and they also have Cleveland's defense. Minnesota has Cleveland's defense this week. They're very tough against wide receivers, only giving up 18 and a half points per game, which is six against NFL wide receivers. All right. Yeah. So, I like. I, I don't mind Thielen. Obviously, I think there's a good chance he gets in the end zone pretty much every week. So. You can't take him out of the lineup, but I don't expect him to be a top 12 guy this week. Uh, I was going to ask if he's a must start. So it doesn't say. It, I would say no. If, if you're in a thinner league, you know, 10 teams, 
you know, not big benches and you've got a really, a really solid wide receiver core, you could think about sitting him. But um, in most cases, you should be starting him. I'm just not personally expecting a, a big blow up game or anything. Mike? When you say start, does that include flex or just wide receiver one and two? Uh, why, well, if he's in the flex discussion, it's possible you would bench him. So I would say one and two. Yeah, I agree with Walker. I I'd, I don't think he's a top 12 wide receiver. Um, or Well, top 24, that would be pretty hard for him not to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in most scenarios you're starting him. I just don't want to say must start because he's not like on that, like, you know, like Justin Jefferson's a must start. I don't think Thielen is. Okay. Um, so I, I think must start, let's, let's just say in a top 12, I would say not top 12. No. Okay. Um, so Kareem Hunt's a guy you want to get into your lineups. Um, yeah. We talked about it on Wednesday, Walker. Uh, Mike, mm. just curious on your opinion on Kareem Hunt this year. Is he a kind of a top 20 guy where if you have him in your lineup, you're not removing him? Yeah, I don't even understand. It was it was really weird. Was so he performed. He was a top fourteen, I think, last year. He finished as a top fourteen running back, and he actually decreased in ADP compared to the beginning of last last year and the beginning of this year. So it's like, how does a guy who's a who's a top fourteen who outperformed his ADP go lower than his performance from his ADP the following year? Makes made zero sense to me. And yeah, absolutely. So I think um, if he's he's a great flex, uh, I'll take him in my flex every week. All right, Walker is running away from from the question. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to know. No, uh, we, I mean we talked about it earlier this week. Yeah, he's a well, Walker and I did. He's a must play. So um, not really a lot of questions in this one. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins is a guy you should be starting right now. He's kind yep. of in fuego. Baker Mayfield, uh, the game nope. plan just doesn't fit Baker Mayfield to be fantasy productive. Um, I don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield? He's locked. He's there. Game planning or or what? I mean, he's just not putting up the points. I, I they're running no... the ball too much. That's the problem. They're yeah, running the ball stop. too much for Baker to do anything. Mayfield, yeah, that's, it, it, that's... it's the same as it always has been. It's just Mayfield has um as any sensible person would have predicted not continued his ridiculous efficiency from the end of last season because that was very obviously not repeatable. So well, he's he just had the same amount of touchdowns as he did in the 2019 that he did in 2020. Yeah, he's just not he's not a fantasy relevant player unless you're in two quarterback leagues. Yeah, well, Mike, yeah. he had, he, cl- he clustered his touchdowns last year. They were like all at the end of the year. So uh, some people. Um, not naming any names on this podcast who are maybe talking right now. We're hoping that he would move it forward. But um, as soon as he didn't, I wasn't one of those guys that was like, oh, he'll come through. It was like, OK, this isn't reality. You can move on. <laughs> this, this is not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, but do, okay. you, do you believe he's where is he at? A QB 24? To, to me, I think that's too low for him. Uh, QB 24? No. Um, I mean, I have him ranked as QB 19 this week, so like... Yeah, I'd put him in uh, the late teens, 17, he, he's, he's a mid-tier QB 2 most weeks, because, you know, he could throw for a couple touchdowns, but he, and he's a fairly good player, but he just doesn't he doesn't run much, he doesn't throw that much, he's just low upside. Yeah, yeah and that's what I agree with. I just think he's, he's performing, his stats are way too low, so I do expect him 
to hit around that range. So I do believe that he's going to he's going to put up better stats as the season goes on because he is not a QB 23, which he's at right now. I think you guys hit it where he's a QB 18, 19, 17, around there. 16 to 19 is where I have him as well. So at 23, it's too low, which means that he's going to, you know, throw more touchdowns, throw for more yards. Uh, And when that comes, I don't know, but I do see it coming soon. Yeah. I mean, like I prefer him to like Matt Ryan, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, Daniel Jones. Well, may, uh, Daniel Jones is hard because he's not very good, but he's put up a lot of points. Uh, Jared Goff. But like guys like Sam Darnold, I'd probably prefer to him because he's he's getting this like by hooker by crook. Sam Darnold is scoring points like he had two rushing touchdowns last week. Taylor Heineke probably has a better floor because he's doing so much. But yeah, Baker Mayfield's just kind of like. He's a good second quarterback in two quarterback leagues, a decent one, I guess. But in one quarterback leagues, I don't care about him. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I mean, if you're thinking in a one quarterback league to start him, I'm wondering what happened to all your other quarterbacks. Yeah, what happened? Like I was able I'm in a 12 team, fairly deep roster uh, league, my home league. And because of the Ryan Tannehill situation, I told you guys, I went, I picked up Derek Carr, like off the waiver wire. So if you can't do that, like, like. Why are you going to Baker Mayfield? There was other guys there, too. There was like Darnold was still there. So, yeah. Uh, question for you guys. Uh, Odell Beckham this week. Um, are we like are we firing him up in like a flex or wide receiver three spot if you have him? Yes. I, I agree in a flex. Sure. Wide receiver three flex is pretty much where I have him at in his range of outcomes. OK, I want you guys to rank these four wide receivers this week for me. OK, mm-hmm. uh, so Odell Beckham. Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Mike Williams. Okay, Williams one, Cooper two, Evans three, Beckham four. Okay, perfect. That's how I have it in my dynasty lineup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this man, this man is using the podcast for his own <laughs> for his ulterior motives. For my own nefarious gains. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Odell Beckham looked good, uh, much better than I thought he would last week. Um, we may be getting old Odell back, but not all the way. Don't expect old Dell, old Dell farmer in the old Dell. So, um, do we choose this game already? No, No. I am going with Minnesota. I am also going with Minnesota. I'm going to go Cleveland. This guy loves, uh, Cleveland. Mike says Cleveland rocks. Um, so next game up is the Giants headed to New Orleans. This one is a uh, 42-point over-under. Ugh, gross. Uh, Not New, good. Yeah, New Orleans, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, injuries in this one for the Saints. Uh, left tackle Teron Armstead suffered an elbow injury. He's going to miss several weeks. Um, Adam Troutman has an injured ego, as does Jawan Johnson. Um, for the Saints, for the Giants, uh, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard would both be out for week four with hamstring injuries. Um, Kenny Galladay was limited in practice on Thursday, but he's expected to play. Um, same with Saquon Barkley and his knee. They're just uh, limiting his touches between games for Saquon Barkley. Um, so Walker wants to know, Kadarius Tony wide receiver one question mark? No. <laughs> no, Kenny Galladay breakout game, which if he doesn't break out in this one, I mean, all the all the pieces are there. 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm on the no side. I mean, I think Galladay is a guy I was wrong on in the offseason. I liked him more than most, and it appears that the concerns were were correct. He's uh, without Stafford, he doesn't look like the same guy. And um, you know, he is he was an older prospect. He's already in his late twenties. He's not the type of guy who really separates a whole lot. Um, just doesn't look like the chemistry is there with Jones. And, uh, yeah, I, I even in an advantageous situation in terms of the other guys around him not playing, I don't think Galladay's a good play this week. I um, really don't think any of the Giants receivers are good plays. I would I would play Barkley, and you can consider streaming Evan Engram. And other than that, I'm staying away from the Giants. All right. Um, what the hell are we doing with Marquez Callaway? Not playing him. Why is he on your roster? Yeah, he had what four four targets last week. He just caught a really weird touchdown. I mean, it was I'm a good in- catch on the touchdown, but yeah, yeah, it was also the most Jameis play I've ever seen. It should have been a pick. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was extremely weird and funny. Yeah, well, I heard I heard he's uh, when Jameis let it fly. He said, "I had thirty of these, and they weren't quite sure what he was talking about." <laughs> Was it touchdowns or interceptions there, Jameis? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's enough of that. This isn't supposed to be fun or jovial. Um, Daniel Jones or Jameis Winston this week? Uh, Jameis. But I don't want either of them. No, I don't want. Well, yeah, I don't want either or any of them, but I take Daniel Jones just because he's going to run the ball much more. Um, But it's like. There's no right and wrong answer here. There isn't. It, they're both just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll stay with, with Daniel just because he he's going to run and Jameis isn't. So, yeah. Okay. So, I guess my question would be, are Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley the only guys we want to start in this game? Yeah. Yeah, and Grim if you're desperate. But, yeah, the only guys you're excited to play are the two running backs. Yeah. Did I say that? I don't. Did I say that on the podcast when I was talking about um, him saying I'm OK? I'm OK on Tuesday. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't Evan think I Ingram told Walker about that. So uh, Evan Ingram had the, the ugly fumble Walker and they yeah. cut to him on the sidelines, walking up and down the sidelines going, I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm OK. Which is I mean, rough I don't given think... that he's had a lot of focus and, and second, you know, his, his problems yeah. with focus drops and stuff. So I. I think it's a rough headspace for him to be in when his problem's been focused. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good that he's encouraging himself at least to not like getting down on himself. But um, yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely like a funny thing to see. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a discouraging thing to see to me. So um, sure. Yeah. All right, who are we taking this one? I will go Saints in a game that I will not want to watch. Yeah, I'm not watching this one either. Um, Saints. Yeah, like. Uh, 19 to 11 or some yeah. garbage like unless that. Yeah, unless it's like a 38-27 game, I have I, I will be queuing up the highlights and not the game pass on this one. Yeah, I don't think this game is going to be more than 30-some points. Um, giant, they're playing in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to go New Orleans as well. Yeah. All right. Clean sweep for the Saints. Clean sweep, boys. All right. Titans, two and one. Jets, 0 oh and three. 44 point over under. So another winner of a game. Tennessee, seven point favorites. Injuries in this one. 
No Julio Jones, no AJ Brown, both ruled out with hamstring injuries. So um, not good. Not good. Yeah, I went out. I found replacements for Ryan Tannehill. Wherever yeah, avo- avoid Ryan Tannehill this week. He's got no one to throw the ball to. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of Derrick Henry this week, I think. I'm talking, like, over 30 touches. Yeah. 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 Derrick th- Henry is RB1 overall, in my opinion. That's the question yeah. on this game, and I, I, I believe he will be. He's he's going to get a ridiculous amount of touches. He's probably going to get, like, 35 carries and five targets or something. I mean, it's going to be insane how much he gets used because the Jets – probably aren't good enough to consistently stop him no matter what they do and the titans don't have anybody to throw the ball to i mean their best receiver uh, according to the guys who have been playing and in and how they've been playing is i guess nick westbrook akina for this week which uh, great uh that's not good so yeah the passing offense will not be very useful um but I think Derrick Henry will be very useful. Even if he's not that efficient, he's going to get so many touches and probably score a couple touchdowns that it's not going to matter. Um, so, yeah, Henry is the only guy I'm starting on Tennessee, and I am starting no one on the Jets. Yeah, so on the Jets, Elijah Moore is out with a concussion. Denzel Mims could be active. Jamison Crowder should be active. Um, I think... Don't think this actually helps anybody. I think this makes everything a more muddled mess. Um, I'm on team uh, drop all Jets because you're going to get tricked into... I don't think you can drop Corey Davis. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to be very good. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I don't think you can drop him. I mean, he was pretty bad last week and he had like nine points. So he's... If you're he's he's an if you're desperate option again. I mean Tennessee's pass defense isn't that good. So if you are in a league like my home league where it's a fourteen team league and you start three receivers in a flex, you might be in a situation where Corey Davis looks kind of enticing as your flex guy, and I can understand that. Um but in like a standard like twelve team, two receiver in a flex league, um, no jets are touching my lineup and only Henry will be played out of this game that was going to be my question which is are we start is anybody other than derrick henry's touching your lineup mike no well i I think tennessee's really regretting letting khalif raymond go to the lines right now that's right Um, but um yeah no it's derrick henry it's it's his show they the jets are horrendous against stopping the run they're they're the third worst team allowing fantasy points to running back so this this should be Henry, another like 40 burger for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry is over 10,000 on FanDuel if you play that sort of thing. And I don't think you can get away from paying that up this week because he's going to smash everything in his he's path. He's probably going to be, he, he's, I would say he's more than 50% likely to be a top two running back on the league. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be monstrous. So um, I'm going to take the Titans in a game that's probably going to be as boring as the Giants game, unless Derrick Henry makes several Jets defenders his adopted children. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Oh, I was win. I was good, about to shake my table. I was, I was like, to, say what? I was about to hoot and holler. <laughs> this MF hooting and hollering. <laughs> I was going to hoot and holler. Um, all right. So, uh, Mike, who are you taking in this one? 
awe, I would be a fool not to take the Tennessee Titans. So he's taking the Jets, folks. So I am taking the Jets because I am that much of a fool. No. <laughs> All right. Let's let's go on to the last 10 a.m. game. Uh, Kansas City at Philadelphia. Chiefs surprisingly one and two. Philly less surprisingly one and two. 54 and a half point over under. Chiefs seven point favorites in this one. Um, Chiefs signed Josh Gordon this week. Don't do this to yourself. Just ignore yeah. that. Yeah, don't don't get involved. Yeah, the only real injury this week uh, for the Chiefs side was Andy Reid was admitted to the hospital and released. Um, it looks like it was dehydration because the man is not. <laughs> Andy, Andy Reid released from the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> he was released. He's gone. He's not playing this weekend. How, how, uh, how did Kool-Aid man be dehydrated? That's what I want to know. Somebody because, drank all the Kool-Aid. Yeah, he got, he got dried out. Somebody yeah. put a straw in him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, for the Eagles, Jordan Mailata uh, is out this week with a knee injury. He's their tackle. I love uh, to see more Andre Dillard on the field if I'm an Eagles fan. Is that bad? He's not good. What about who's backing up Isaac Samalo? Uh, that's a question that I don't have the answer to. Oh, come on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so the Eagles offensive line also missing Brandon Brooks, who has a peck injury. So uh, fun times ahead for Jalen Hurts, the same sort of thing that uh, happened last year to Carson Wentz. So Mike wants to know if uh, CEH can back up his performance last week and make it another top 12 uh, running back week. Yeah, yeah, I would I would love to see this happen. Just watch fantasy Twitter. Just go back to how much they love. Clyde Edwards Hilaire when he was drafted and, you know, deny all the times that they hated him, all those kind of things. And just watch the, watch the world burn. Uh, I never liked him. If I'm proven wrong, that's okay. But I was always out. I, I, w- I was there with you. In fact, I got burned on Twitter uh, when I made my little statement. When he Oh, yeah. Out. People were so mad at Mike when Mike said that CEH wasn't worth the pick uh, yeah. in the first round of fantasy drafts last year. Right, and they just burn me. Um, but um, anyway, so the Eagles are pretty good against the run. They they allow 20 points per game to running backs, uh, which is tied for 21st. So it's th- this every opportunity for Edward Solaire to to make use of it. Now, of course, Willie is a whole different situation, but it's there for him, and he should be a top 12. So. I'm going to say yes. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a, is a top 12 running back. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably a guy you should be playing this week, but not top 12 in my opinion. I uh, see. I don't. You should probably be playing him, but that's just because running back's a mess. Like. Yeah, I mean, like I think he's a <clears throat> he's a really good flex. And the problem is, if you draft a Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then you probably don't have a better option for your RB2 slot. So, yeah, I mean, it, you're looking at maybe, like, deciding between Edwards-Alaire and Tony Pollard or Edwards-Alaire and Naheem Hines. And right. really, I think they're all in the same tier. So it's, you know, Edwards-Alaire is probably going to get the most work, so I can understand playing him. All right, guys. Edwards-Alaire or Miles Sanders? Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, Edwards-Alaire. Okay, Edward Solaire or I don't know Sanders against the Chiefs. Hey, hey uh, don't interrupt <laughs> me. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I have to go. I have to go CH because I just said he'd be a top twelve, and Miles Sanders I don't think will ever be a top twelve. Uh, Come on, he had two carries last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah. That's two I more had, carries than I had. Yeah. I, I I got excited with that matchup against the Chiefs because Chiefs are horrible against the run, but um, yeah, there's no way. He's, yeah, the Chiefs are bad against the run. It does not matter. It does not matter. No. All right, a decision people actually might have to make: Ceh or Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. I'm going to go CEH on this one, too. Mike okay. hates Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. Kev 2.0. <laughs> Mike loves Royce Freeman. Um, I love Royce Freeman. Give me some Royce. know how much we talk about him on the podcast? Royce. <laughs> he loves Royce Freeman. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, Jeff loves Royce Freeman. <laughs> I do not. Are we starting any Eagles except for Jalen Hurts if we can help it? Uh, you can start Goddard. All right, Goddard. Yeah, and, I mean, um, Devontae Smith is a fringe. Yeah, fringe flex. If you get injury issues, like if A.J. Brown ain't playing, then Devontae Smith sliding in there, not a terrible option. Yeah, I actually put Devontae back Smith in my flex article um, this week. So I Look at this guy. Relevant and topical. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm always on it. Boom. Yeah. All right. Uh, who are we taking in this one? I'm taking the Chiefs in a laugher. I'm taking the Chiefs. I will not give a score prediction. Are they going to cover? Yeah. Um, yeah, I go with the Chiefs, too. All right. Let's move on. To I'm surprised some... they're only seven points favorite, to be honest. Probably because it's an early game on the East Coast. Is that why they're only seven point favorite? That would be my guess. I mean, Kansas City, it's not as tough of a trip for them as it is for, like, the Chargers or something. But, you know, yeah. it's it's still an early game for a Western team. So that's, that's probably why the point spread isn't quite as high as it could be. That's true. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. Seattle at San Francisco. And strap in. There is a whole mess of injuries in this one. Um, we'll start with Seattle, who has Tyler Lockett as questionable. Dwayne Eskridge, or I'm sorry, D. Eskridge. Um, you did right, Jeff. I know. Uh, what's it called? That that website that everybody uses, Roto World. They still have him as Dwayne Eskridge, so it throws me off. Uh, D. Eskridge is doubtful. Um, Rashad Penny is out. Um, Gerald Everett has COVID. Jesus and Christ. I don't know. Do we have a DK Metcalf uh, quadfecta here? DK no. Metcalf. DK Metcalf had no injury. Okay. For the 49ers. More like DK hurt calf. Folks. He met a calf and then, then he got hit in the head with his calf legs. Jeff is hearing a thing. Yeah. Sorry. It's a, it's not, something's grinding. Uh, I don't know. Uh, something's it's, grinding. It's Jeff's, it's Jeff's gears. Do <laughs> you know what's grinding my gears? Elijah Mitchell is hurt. Shoulder injury. Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan said it's a question of pain tolerance, which is his way of saying, suck it up and play, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, George George Kittle is questionable uh, with a calf injury. I'm uh, worried about George Kittle because I have George Kittle. Well, I have good news, Walker. The team said they should probably know on Saturday if he's going to play or not. So you should get a an update fair, fairly soon. And if cool. he doesn't play, uh, you can go get... Uh, Ross Dwelly. Yeah, or Charlie Warner. Yeah, no, I'm going to play Johnny Smith if I can't play. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Smith is also my uh, 
my pivot this week for Gronk. So um, in this one, uh, did I say 52 point over under Seattle or San Francisco two and a half point favorites? You did now. I did not. Also, I will not be at this game because it's going to be my mom's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom. Happy uh, birthday, Jeff's mom. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jeff's mom. I'll tell her that I'll say Mike and Walker said happy birthday and she will go, who are Mike and Walker? Jeffy's mom has got it going on. It being her 70th birthday. Okay, Mike, you She's old know. as hell and I'm not <laughs> interested in her. <laughs> Mike, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett this week? And I think it's a pretty straightforward question given that Tyler Lockett's hurt. Say what? Yeah. He's Tyler questionable. Lockett's hurt? Is he, he I mean, going to He's going to play, but uh, he's going to be 75%. Yeah. So, I, so who should I play at flex? Uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Edmonds. Who's also hurt. <laughs> yeah, I would go with Edmonds because he's not hurt. Okay. Well, good. I'll make that switch. Um, well, you guys got to do your ranking show again so I can ask that question again and everything will be stats. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Let's start right. it up. We'll, we'll do a ranking show inside the podcast. Welcome, right welcome to rankings, uh, <laughs> Big Daddy Rankings Show. Big Daddy Ranks. Oh, that's what I'm going to call it next week. Big Daddy Ranks. Big Daddy Ranks. Well, did you like my, uh, elim- have you guys seen what my Eliminator team name is in, in our Football Absurdity Eliminator thing on ESPN? No, I did not. I missed it's it. It's Big Daddy Picks. Hey, Picks this guy. Like with an X. Like nice. it. Yeah. All right. Um, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, Mike, what are we thinking? Well, since he's hurt. I'm going to make a little switch here and Smart go with this guy. Um, DK Metcalf or Brandon Ayuk? I'm still going with Metcalf. Yeah, uh, I would as well. Uh, Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf? Still going with Metcalf. Is, has Debo Samuel overridden Brandon Ayuk? Because it looked like it was Ayuk that was more involved in that Packers game. Oh, it was Debo. Debo had 10 targets. Debo? Yeah, Debo had 10 targets, but Jimmy Garoppolo just kept hanging him out to dry. I also, I, I do think that Brandon Ayuk is a flex guy this week, though. He's playing a full allotment of snaps again. Seattle's defense is not great, so I think that there will be opportunities for Ayuk to make some big plays. Okay. So would, th- would this be a better question, then? Well, this guy changing it multiple times. Mike, you already asked a question. DK Metcalf for George Kittle? God, how many questions <laughs> did you ask? Why, why would you ever be making that decision? <laughs> I don't know. George Kittle or Will Disley, folks? <laughs> folks, if George Kittle doesn't play, I think I'll have to go with Big Montana. Big Montana. Um, all right, so, I mean, Mike asked all the questions in this one. Um, if, I, if Elijah Mitchell is playing, you start Elijah Mitchell. If Trey Sermon, or if he's not playing, you start Trey Sermon. Uh, no, Seahawks. Yeah, and your flex, you do. Seahawks run defense no, you don't. is bad. You don't play. You do not play Trey Sermon under any circumstances. Watch me. Don't do it, Jeff. Stop doing this to yourself. What if my <laughs> choice is Ronald Jones or or uh, Trey Sermon? Then pick up Brandon Bolden. I can't. It's Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I don't know. Then don't play any. Play another tight end. Play a kicker. I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Every There's like 12 kickers available all the time. Just pick every, up one of the kickers. Every kicker is, or every guy on my roster is sacred in Scott Fishbowl. I can't drop any of them. I can't drop, I don't know, uh, Savin Ahmed. Play <laughs> him. Why can't you of, uh, play Brandon Bolden and Scott Fishbowl? I don't want to. He can't, he can't go get him because he doesn't. 
he's not available on the waiver wire. Yeah. Because Catfish Bowl is a stupidly deep thing. Yeah. But, like, I, I can't drop any of these guys. I guess I can yes, drop can. Tyrell Williams. Yeah, you can definitely drop Tyrell Williams. He's hurt. I forgot about that. All right, let's do this. It's all so bad. I'm going to pick up Nick Folk. Folk. How's that sound? Yeah, that works. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. All right. Playing Nick Folk over Trey Sermon, and I will I'll give that the, the Big Daddy seal of approval. All right. The Big Daddy seal of approval. All right, I dropped Tyrell Williams for Nick Folk. Stamp, stamped it right on your forehead. No! Don't stamp it on my forehead. All right, let's yeah, let's stamp it right on your cheek. All right, guys. Seattle or San Francisco? Who's winning? Seattle. I'm going to go with San Francisco on this one. Hey, Mike picked San Francisco, so I can do it too. San Francisco. I mean, you could have done it anyway. I know, but Mike Mike would have been like, you're a homer, because he hates the 40. You're a homer. So, all right. You, uh, you the, still are, but <laughs> Mike just agrees with you this time. All right, the actually good NFC West game this week, Rams and uh, Arizona. So this one, they are both undefeated this one is in la it's a 55 point over under rams are four and a half point favorites injuries in this one new Hopkins returned to practice on thursday he has a rib injury he also usually uh gets days off on wednesdays you don't have to worry about that uh for the rams injuries uh daryl henderson sean mcveigh anticipates him playing this week um if he doesn't limited limited practice every day so yeah i would I expect him to be out there. Um, if he's not, then you can throw Sony Michelle right in that slot. If you don't have Michelle, um, James Conner's playing in the same game. It's a high point total game. He could get in the end zone. So that's also an interesting pivot option. Yeah, so you do have options here. And I would go with Daryl Henderson if he plays. Yeah, I think this yeah. is going to be a big game, I think. A big high-scoring game. Cause, um, it's going to be a really fun one. Yeah, is it this... Daryl Henderson or Darrell Henderson? I've heard it like both ways. Uh, I think it's Daryl, as far as I know. As far as I know, it's Daryl. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's yeah. that's the only way I've heard it. So, Walker, are both quarterbacks to be top five plays in this one? Yes, I think so. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I don't think this is one of those traps where it's like two really good teams play a twenty to nineteen uh, rock fest. Like you know, I, I think it's going to be good. I really do. I, I like it a lot. I think it's going to be great for fantasy on a lot of fronts. Um, I expect Kyler and Stafford to both have big games. Uh, I expect Chase Edmonds to be playable. Daryl Henderson should have a really nice game um, as long as he's in there. Uh, Cup should be really good. Hopkins should bounce back. Christian Kirk's playable. Robert Woods could have a nice bounce back game. You can play Tyler Higby if you're desperate. Um yeah, I mean, just keep naming the rest of their rosters. <laughs> Rondale Moore, probably not. AJ Green, get out of my face. Uh, James Conner, it, it again. If you're desperate, maybe don't play Max Williams. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. Don't right. smirch AJ Green. He's he's a wide receiver, 22 on this uh, last week, and yeah, he still he's sucks. good now. No, he's, he's not. good he now. Walker, he's good now. He's getting I'll, a lot I'll, of targets. They're they're I, they are splitting that target situation up. They're dicing that up. Yeah, and, and I refuse. I, ref- I refuse to rank AJ Green. I will not rank AJ Green one time this season. I refuse. More like AJ Red, because Walker's saying, "Do not go." Got him. Got him. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, I am gonna go. 
the Rams. I am also going with the Rams. Yeah, that's a sweep, Rams. Rams sweep. Question for you guys, though. Christian yeah. or Robert Woods? Uh, Probably still go with Woods. I'm going to go Kirk because I don't know what Woods is doing. I don't know if he's hurt, if they just like, you know what, we don't like you anymore. Or Stafford is just like, yeah, you ran too many short patterns last year, and I'm just going to throw deep and ignore you. And, you know, me and Cooper Cup are are really good friends, and we hang out and eat spaghetti together. So, um, yeah, you're that out was, of the way, Woods. I don't know. I don't know what Woods is doing. That's what uh, that's what they said when they found the three iron smashed through the suburban window. What? <laughs> that's Woods, like when Tiger Woods, Woods cra- when Tiger Woods oh, crashed the suburban. Good lord. <laughs> Baltimore two and one. Denver three. I'm just moving on. Denver three and Forty-five point over under. Denver one point favorites. In this one, um, I got distracted. I did not pull up the news for these. So I'm going to vamp really quick. Just uh, pulling how, up the nudes. The nudes. <laughs> Lamar Jackson nudes. I got uh, jokes Lam- for you guys today. Lamar Jackson is back at practice after hurting himself celebrating. Uh, he should be playing this week. Dumbest move ever. He, uh, who was it that bashed his head into the... Uh, that was a dumber move. That was oh, Trent Green. Um, uh, oh, and there's a uh, a baseball player broke his hand celebrating the Brewers. Yeah, Devin Williams. Devin Williams ended his season <laughs> by breaking his hand celebrating a, a division championship. That's incredible. That's just amazing. I love it. I, I love. I, when uh, what was it? Martin Gramatica celebrating a 35 yard goal. That, that was his brother, Bill Gramatica. Oh, yeah. was that Bill? And then tears his ACL. Yep. For no reason. I love yeah. multiple. Did multiple guys tear their ACL doing the discount double check after sacking Aaron Rodgers? Just one. Stephen Tulloch, Detroit Lions. I thought another one did too. I don't I think so. I feel like a bear did as well. I don't know. Uh, well, you'll have to figure that out at some other time. All right. Um, so uh, continuing with injuries, uh, Miles Boykin designated for return from IR. Who cares? Uh, Rashad Bateman uh, is back at practice, return for IR designated. That could be interesting. See if he's on your waiver wire. Um, he's probably not going to play this weekend. For the Broncos, uh, Melvin Gordon with ribs and lower leg. Questionable for week four. This well, man, I'm glad he has both of them. I mean, yeah, this man needs himself. Didn't, that'd be weird. How did he knee himself in the ribs? Um, Graham Glasgow, right guard, is not going to be playing this weekend, and that is it. Um, oh, KJ Hamler and I are with his uh, torn ACL, but you should have seen that coming. People generally don't come back uh, one week after tearing their ACL. Um, Walker wants to know if Bateman makes an immediate impact. So, Walker, do you think Bateman's going to play this week? Uh, I kind of have a good feeling that he might be out there, um, but I don't think he'll be out there much. So... I'm just trying to – I put this in there to try to tamp down the the expectation for this week at least. It's a tough matchup. Bateman, his first NFL action. Don't go nuts and be like, I loved Rashad Bateman before the season, and I'm going in, I'm going in hot and heavy. We're going in with Bateman right now. No, no you got to wait a little bit. He's, he's good. I like him. I think he's the best receiver on the football team. But – you got to wait a little bit. He's not a guy you play this week. Yeah, he's a rookie. He got injured in training camp and um, is, hasn't had any time or cohesion with Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> let that develop first. So a question for you guys. Um, 
Why don't you guys rank Tyson Williams, uh, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon in this one? And also, Lamar Houston also uh, tore his ACL doing the discount double check. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, hold on. i got to pull up my rankings again because you keep making me go back and forth on the, my Sheets app. Jeff. Also, um, You're Melvin welcome. Gordon. Melvin Gordon, uh, Javante Williams, and Tyson Williams. Give me Melvin Tyson Javante. Oh, this guy hates Javante Williams. You hear that fancy Twitter? Mm, Get him. <laughs> uh, no, I think Javante Williams has not done as much as people anticipated so far this year. Hey, do you uh, remember when I said when I had him RB twenty four last week? Guess where he finished last week? RB twenty four. That's great. That's hey, right. Hey, this guy got him. Everybody listen to Walker. Fantasy 100. Pro's accuracy rankings. It's just Javante Williams weeks three. He gets he gets a, a trophy. 100%. For, <laughs> yeah, he gets a little trophy. Um, yeah. Um, Javante Williams hasn't done as much as we thought he would just because Melvin Gordon isn't stepping aside. Like yeah, fans Twitter not, hoped. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's been a little bit better than I figured he'd be. Yeah, and that's enough to keep Javante Williams on the bench. because, Or not on the bench, but not taking over. Um, because yeah. Melvin Gordon is, is good enough. He's not very good, but he's good enough. And if he's not playing poorly, then that's not going to, uh, take him off the field really. Um, so Marquise Brown had a horrible game last week. Um, Cortland Sutton or Marquise Brown? Cortland. Should I play Cortland Sutton over Chase Edmonds? Um, that's up to you, Mike. Honestly, I think they'd be right in the same tier for me. Okay. Um, I think the way it's been going, it looks like Cortland Sutton has been bad one week, then good one week, and last week he was pretty bad. So, Cortland Sutton. All right. So, Mike's using uh, bulletproof logic here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just okay. through three weeks. Mike's flipping, <laughs> Mike's flipping a coin. He flipped ten heads, and he said, well, tails is due. It tells us to, absolutely. That's how math works. That's how math works. Um, I'm trying to think. Noah Fant or Mark Andrews? Uh, Andrews, still. Barely. Yeah, I think it all depends on how much um, Bateman plays, and I don't think he's going to play that much. But So I'm going to go Andrews. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how much of effect Bateman has on Mark Andrews in the next few weeks. Uh, see if that changes at all. But um, Andrews has been being used very similarly to how he's been used in previous seasons. He just hasn't scored. That's, yeah. I think the guy been, who, col- yeah, I think the guy who collapses is Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Sammy Watkins is going to become extremely <laughs> invisible in yeah. about two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. Are we starting uh, big Tim Patrick or Sammy Watkins? Big Tim Patrick, baby. Timmy P. Timmy P. That's right. I All want right. Timmy P. Timmy P. All right. I will take. I want to do it, boys. Do it. Denver, 4 0. All right. I'm going with Baltimore. But, I'm also going with Denver. Damn. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be really close. I, I, yeah. I could see this. I could see another Justin Tucker game winner this week. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, is going to sure. be another fun one, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pittsburgh one and two. Green Bay two and one. Last afternoon game. Forty five. Green Bay. Yeah, I will too take Green Bay. Let's just get that out of the way. Green Bay is only six and a half point favorites. Yeah. 
I think they like Pittsburgh's defense, maybe, or that Pittsburgh's just going to grind the game to an absolute standstill. But, uh, yeah, Green Bay's going to win this one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That, yeah, Green. Uh, that that's, This shouldn't even be a game, really. Yeah, I would take this. I, I would take Green Bay just going away, even uh, Green Bay to cover. Um, so injuries in this one, Juju off the injury report with his ribs injury. Deontay Johnson removed from the injury report with a knee. Chase Claypool is now questionable. I believe that was a midweek injury. So that's something you definitely want to monitor. You never want to see a guy pop up in the injury report midweek. Yeah. Every, that, every Steelers receiver is questionable right now. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's a problem. And I think that's another reason why Green Bay going away. Um, you know, maybe Najee Harris builds on his 19 targets last week, maybe 20 this week. 20 no, targets, 20. baby. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth's a decent streamer. Um, I guess I'll ask this. Uh, actually, I'll wait till I'm done talking about Green Bay. Uh, MVS. Oh, no. Uh, this is new news. Uh, expected to go on IR. Yeah. Uh, from his hamstring injury. That's. That's not good. I wrote. Uh, I, knew, I, I, I knew something was. Ha- I didn't pay attention because I don't have any MVS, but I knew something was happening when I went onto my ESPN fantasy app today. And Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard were both projected for nine and a half points. Suddenly, I was uh, like, "Wait yeah. a second, what happened, to MVS?" Yeah, this is bad. I wrote. I picked up MVS in a bunch of leagues and uh, wrote uh, him as a sleeper this week because he has a ton of unrealized air yards and zero drops. Well, so, he's gonna be, he's gonna be, you're gonna be sleeping on him for three weeks now. Yeah, well, he will continue to have zero drops, so that's good. My man, not dropping any passes. Not dropping a thing. Uh, AJ Dillon was a surprise limited in practice today, but you weren't gonna start AJ Dillon. What uh, a shock! AJ Dillon sucks. Almost like I said that all off season. Sir, sir, he's sir. bad. He's like my running back fifty. Please leave me alone. He's bad. Aaron Jones limited with an ankle injury, but he's gonna play. Yeah. Um and that's it. All right. The question that I was gonna ask: Pat Fryermuth or Robert Tunyon? Uh, Pat Pat Fryermuth. Give me some fire mouth. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tun- Tunyon has eight targets. He is not a focal point of this offense whatsoever. Pat Firemouth. That's his new nickname. Pat Firemouth. I love it. Um, I'm trying to think. You're starting Aaron Rodgers. You're not starting Ben Roethlisberger. You're starting Devontae Adams, starting Aaron Jones. You're ben, starting more Roethlisberger. like bench Roethlisberger. Folks, big bench. <laughs> big bench. <laughs> Am I allowed to say uh, the B word? Big. Yeah, go for it. Big bitch. There he is. All right. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Um, there's not much to talk about in this game. You're starting all the Packers except for Tanyan. Um, you're starting Najee Harris. You're not starting... I mean, because there's so much injury stuff with the... I, I'm avoiding the Pittsburgh Yeah. in this game. I, I'm going Najee, and that's it. And then on the Packers side, the obvious guys, the, yeah. the Rodgers, Jones, Adams. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So, um, yeah, we already chose Green Bay. So let's move on to... Oh, I almost wrote on my erasable notebook with a non-erasable pen. That's not good. Um, let's move on to Sunday Night Football, Tampa Bay and New England. Guys, did you know that Tom Brady is returning to New England? Nobody's talking about this. I'm, I'm shocked. I had no uh, idea until right now. Who's Tom Brady? He is. He was Drew Bledsoe's backup, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew Bledsoe's pretty good. Yeah. I remember Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom, His yeah. backup. He yeah. was a guy that he was a guy that was so good he kept Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. 
That star oh, quarterback yeah, for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, didn't Tom Brady play for Michigan? I think. Yeah. Like way back 80 years ago or something like way that. Back yeah. In the day. Yeah. He got. Yeah. He, he was. He was Drew Henson's backup in college. The same it, Drew Henson who played professional baseball. <laughs> uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, so it'll be Belichick versus Tom Brady for the first time in their respective careers. Um, I think that this one is going to be a bloodbath. Personally. Um, yeah, I think Tampa's winning. Yeah, winning big. Um, large. Large. Large and in charge. Speaking of large, uh, big injury that kind of flared up today. It was a thing where Gronk was like, he was injured, but he was supposed to play. Now he is not expected to play. That's a big injury for Tampa Bay. Um, Walker, get Roto World, because according to them, Buccaneers listed Rob Gronkowski RBIs as doubtful. Instead of ribs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with, with Roto runs, World? Man? Runs batted in. This, Rob Gronkowski watching baseball. Can't this, play. This man is clutch with runners on base. Um, <laughs> uh, Giovanni Bernard is out with a knee injury. Um, Giovanni Bernot. Bernot. Okay. So here's Rap Sheet said there's no way Gronk will miss week four. And then. Uh, the, <laughs> Two hours Buc- later. And then two hours later, Jeff Howe said uh, he is doubtful. He's going to be under pain management and can't be exp- considered to be a lock. In week five, even. Good Lord. Okay. That's not good. So the easy pivot in this one, which is what I did, which is uh, Jonu Smith got dropped everywhere. Um, yeah. He's still good. And he's got five, five, six targets. So, yeah. like, he's probably not – he's never going to be, like, a high-end option, but – He's like a high-level tight end, too, that you can slide in in a pinch basically every week. Yeah, and uh, he'll he'll get you some points in a pinch. So that's the right. easy pivot. Usually on Sunday night or Monday night, you have no good pivot options. And, um, I mean, Monday night you might have Jared Cook as a decent pivot option as well, so you can keep that in mind if you want to go with Gronk. Um, but Mike wants to know if Tom Brady is QB7 or better this week. Uh, Tom Brady could be like QB3. I have him at four. Yeah. Um, I had him. I, the question originally read uh, QB five or better, but I wanted to give him a little leeway on here just because uh, he's he faces a team that really shuts down the pass. Uh, they're the Patriots are eighth um, toughest to score on against Patriot against Patriots against the league. The Patriots are very difficult when Patriots <laughs> try to score on them. Very much so. Uh, they shut them out, actually. Uh, yeah, the the pra- the offense in practice never does anything. Never, never. Not that they ever do anything in the game either. <laughs> you know, Jacoby Myers has never has not scored a, a touchdown in like he's had a uh, hundred and something receptions. I wonder if he's ever scored um, during practice. I wonder if he's ever scored. I wonder if he's ever scored. Yeah, he's probably not gotten a lot of girls. You've never scored a touchdown. Uh, bye. I don't uh, want you. But, uh, don't dig the no touchdown. That's right. <laughs> um, so I went a little little leeway and gave him the QB seven um, or better. He, he's the QB two right now in the season, so he should be able to attain that. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty easy top three Tom Brady this week. I think. Um, are we starting like are we starting any Patriots this week other than Johnny Smith as a as a pivot for Gronk? Um, I mean, 
I'm not interested in Damian Harris, not against this run defense. Their pass defense is a little vulnerable, so if you're desperate, you can put Myers in a flex, especially in a PPR league. He'll probably get seven or eight targets. but Yeah, he um, won't goose you. Right, but you're not going to be expecting more than like nine or ten points out of him. Okay, Damian Harris or Ronald Jones? I mean Harris. Yeah, because he he he's a lot to actually touch the football, whereas Ronald Jones isn't. Who, yeah. who is Ronald Jones? I don't even well, know that guy. Anymore. He's the RB sixty-eight on the season. Mike, Jeez. go get go get a milk carton out of your fridge. I think he's on one of them. He might be. He might exactly be that. Yeah, uh, not a good look for my running back two in a lot of places, Ronald Jones. Uh, great look for my running back four in a lot of places, Jamal Williams, which is saving me. But um, oof. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are we starting all three Tampa Bay wide receivers? Are we starting everybody on Tampa Bay that we can? Uh, Except for Ronald Jones and Fournette. I don't think I would start AB, but I would definitely start Godwin and Evans. Okay. Did so you guys God- see my tweet about Fournette and Naheem Hines? I did not. Let's hear it. So Fournette has eight more carries than Naheem Hines on the season. Huh. Okay. I feel like there's a second half to this. No, I was just surprised by oh. how how little uh, amount of carries that Fournette has. Uh, yeah, no, that's shocking. But I thought you were going to be like, he has eight fewer carries than – or Naheem Hines has eight fewer carries than Leonard Fournette and 56 more rushing yards. 56 more rushing yards. You know, <laughs> yeah, I did not like look that. at the rushing yards. That is something I, I should have looked at. I was just shocked to see that he only had eight more yard uh, temps. Yeah, well, I mean, the running backs there are just, like, not good, and that's no. the problem. So, let's see. Leonard Fournette has 92 rushing yards on the season, and Naheem Hines has 64. So, that's 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 more to be expected. So, I don't think there's anything else to talk about this game. Tampa Bay is the winner. We already talked about it, right? Everybody chose Tampa Bay? Yeah. All right. And then a fun one for Monday Night Football. Vegas 3-0. The Chargers are two and one 51 and a half point over under on this one. It's going to be in SoFi stadium. Chargers are three point home favorites injuries in this one. Uh, the chargers Keenan Allen limited in practice with an ankle. He's fine. And that is it for the chargers for the Raiders. The running back situation is an, a complete mess. I am not starting Josh Jacobs if I have him because John Gruden's like, yeah, even if he plays, which is no sure thing, uh, maybe we'll see a lot of Peyton Barber this week. Who knows? And on Monday Night Football, I cannot take that risk. So I'm not starting Josh Jacobs this week. That's fair. I mean, uh, it is too. It is very risky on, on Monday night. I mean, yeah, that's... Uh... If he plays, he's probably a back-end RB2 type guy, but if he doesn't, you're on the left there. So, yeah. Uh, Chargers are approach. vulnerable against the run, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but at the same time, you know, your your pivot is Peyton Barber, Mike. Peyton Barber. I mean, he was, he was productive last week. I don't want to say good, but he was productive. Yeah, so he got his productive out of the way, because... But, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was hor- he was horrendous last year yeah he horrendous. was so bad um i'm trying to think so walker you want to know if Derek carr or justin herbert will have more points this week yeah and mike's gonna uh, be very excited by my answer because i think it's gonna be Derek carr uh, hell yeah I'm well i Derek carr playing good football right now justin herbert i mean he played a lot better last week to be fair 
Um, just seems like I think the Chargers will be ahead for longer than the Raiders will in this game, and so the Raiders will have to throw more, and therefore Carr will rack up some more yards, maybe one more touchdown, finish just ahead of them. Um, but I think both are pretty good plays. Um, in terms of the other guys here on the Chargers, you're playing Eckler, Allen, and Williams. Um, Jared Cook, if you're desperate. On the Raiders, you're playing uh, Derek Carr. If you're desperate, Kenyon Drake has a flex. He'll get you like eight points. Um, you're playing Waller. And then uh, I think Ruggs is a decent wide receiver three option, and Renfro is always a fine flex if you need him. All right. I don't. I have no questions for Walker. <laughs> cool. Walker went through everybody. Walk, Walker's like, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Mike, uh, do you have any anything you disagree with Walker about? Not at all. I think he pretty much nailed it. All right. Uh, I, I guess I guess it. we're done. <laughs> well, we didn't pick the game. No, I was gonna say who. I was gonna say who wins. Uh, I got Chargers. I'm gonna go. Jeff's been picking all the three and teams to just keep winning. No, I was checking to see. I forgot who was at home. Ah, uh, Chargers. Yeah, that's I, I just I just can't have the Raiders going four and I'm sorry. That that's exactly what that's fair. That, that yeah. and Chargers. I I think I would have leaned Vegas if they were playing in Vegas, but because they're playing in in LA and because the Raiders are three and and for them to be four and would just totally like blow my mind then those are the reasons yeah so it, it's definitely one of those things where i actually think the chargers played pretty well last week too uh at least justin herbert did so that was an encouraging thing it's not just a i cannot countenance the raiders going for no thing so um yeah i think that'll do it for this week unless you guys have anything else you want to add about any of these games go niners go my mom's birthday those are very good parting thoughts. I, I, I like Thank that. Thank you, Jeff's mom. Happy mom. birthday, Rowanna! So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Yes, Rowanna is a real name. It just doesn't sound like one. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye. I forgot something at the end. Something at the end. <laughs>